You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are keeping it rolling here on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am your host, Brendan Clean. You can follow our show on Twitter and on Instagram at LockedOnPHXSuns, and you can follow me on Twitter and the Locker Room app at BrendanClean14. Stay tuned on Friday. I think I will be doing my first Locker Room in quite a while, so check that out. But let's get to the show. 127-121 victory by the Phoenix Suns over the Portland Trailblazers, this time on the road. That's two recent victories by the Suns over the shorthanded Trailblazers and the fourth straight victory for the Suns, moving them to 17-3 on the season and or 17-3 uh, in their last 20 and 25-11 and 11 on the season. Just nipping at the heels of the Utah Jazz for the number one seed in the Western Conference, but uh, regardless of all that, taking care of business, like I said at the top, and uh, rolling right now, getting into the position they want to be in and looking toward the playoffs with some recent victories over teams like Portland and LA that have to make the Suns feel pretty good about things. But we'll get into the defining stretch of the game to start with, then we'll get into some positives and then close with a couple segments as usual. Uh, Just going to give you the hint now, we're talking about Mikhail, we're talking about Dario, so, you know, buckle up, stay for that. You're going to want to hear it, but let's get to the defining stretch of the game. Uh, This is always interesting to do. I feel like it's helpful. It feels like you guys haven't said you hate it, so I'm going to assume that you don't, but where where we start here is the... I'm trying to find the exact moment that feels right. I mean, I want to say the... 100 to 99. So Lillard gets to the free throw line on a Nader foul, makes both. 8:23 left in the fourth quarter. Portland's lead, uh, Portland's uh, deficit down to just two points. But what happened here is the Suns upped it to 10, forced a Terry Stotts timeout, and never looked back. Let's see how they did it. So you have Chris Paul making a three. That gets the lead up to five. Couple free throws gets the lead up to seven, but then Gary Trent makes a three, a uh, like a reposition, um, Devin Booker like three. To be completely honest with you, then you have a odd sort of pick and roll play where Paul dishes it to Crowder, one of those laser threes from Jay Crowder that you feel like if he just could make it that way every time, his career would be uh, even more terrifying and successful than it already has been after a finals appearance last year. Okay, then you have uh, a one-foot layup from Cantor, back and forth, back and forth. What ends up happening is a Robert Covington kicked ball violation when Paul tries to get the ball to Dario Saric on the roll. Mind you, Dario Saric in for almost the entire fourth quarter. Um, That was right before a missed three by Damian Lillard, where he looks 
a little bit jumbled from the defensive coverage that the Suns were sending, namely one Mikhail Bridges, who I already teased. We will be talking about plenty. Anyway, all of that leads to the Covington kickball violation, which means Devin Booker gets into the game. He was out for far too long, way longer than you would have liked him to be. Immediately hits a pull-up jump shot from two-point range off of a Jay Crowder assist. That was a timeout, or not a timeout play, but coming off that, that kickball, a, a sideline play where they basically just run a screen for Booker. He's on a smaller guy, Rodney Hood, and, um, or it, it might have even been Lillard. I don't remember. Smaller player. Booker gets him just in jail under the basket, catches it. Not even an amazing pass by any means by Crowder, uh, but Booker gets it. Easy to. Uh, opposite side of the floor, Rodney Hood charge. We're coming back. Booker gets blocked. The Suns get the offensive rebound. They pull it back out. And Booker takes a deep, deep 27-foot pull-up three-pointer to put the Suns up 10, as I said, force Terry Stotts into a timeout. And the Suns' lead never would get closer than six the rest of the night. That was effectively the ice on the cake or whatever your preferred metaphor is. The Suns finished off the Trailblazers with Devin Booker's pull-up three there. And just in general, like that's the stretch that epitomized what happened here. But you could even pick the stretch where Devin Booker just took over in the end of the third quarter, which is pretty unusual for him. They were the the Blazers were up seven, and Booker, with the last six minutes and 29 seconds of the third quarter, scores 11 points in that stretch, including a couple threes, including some just ridiculous something-out-of-nothing types of shots and allows the Suns to go into the fourth quarter down just four points. That was really huge, too, but I can't say it defined the game or decided the game because, of course, the Suns were still losing at that point, and they did pull out the victory. So it was when Booker got back in, really, when things changed. He was incredible tonight, finished with 35 points, plus three in the box score, second only to Mikhail Bridges among starters, over 50% from the field, made all eight of his free throws, eight assists, just a magnificent game coming off of an injury in a game, mind you, that Chris Paul said he did not expect Devin Booker to play like Monty Williams, James Jones, everybody on the positive all week. You know, if it was the playoffs, he would have played, you know, he's going through the normal rhythm, this is all normal, everything's fine, Booker's questionable, he's not even listed as doubtful or anything, and then Chris Paul tells us post-game he did not even think that Booker would play, and that's not just his guess, he said based on talking to Booker throughout the All-Star break, he just didn't feel like Book would be ready. Um, so we'll get into more of Booker's night on the other side of the break, but that was the defining stretch allowed the Suns to pick up another key victory over a Western Conference playoff competitor, a team not too far away from them in the seeding, who they would love to maintain some ground on, and that's exactly what they did. So more positives, as well as our usual recap segments to close the show. But first, a quick word from our friends at BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. I'm going to keep hammering it guys Maryland 
and Georgia are interesting fun bets in the women's tournament. You might not think you know the game or you might not watch it, but it makes it more fun to bet on because I know you can get duped by some of these conference tournament schedules or or star players, whatever it might be, uh, because you think you know when you've seen more games. That's not always the trick. Check it all out. The sports onslaught is upon us. So that women's tournament, you got obviously the men's tournament, NBA, NHL, every single night. You got the Masters coming up. You have baseball starting. If you're a NASCAR person, I don't know, try it out. You also have the Grammys and the Oscars because Bet Online even covers awards and TV shows. So really anything. Real-time updated odds and props on anything that you can imagine. Bet Online is the best place to place a bet and best of all, free to sign up. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to head to the website, betonline.ag, or you're going to download their mobile app. You're going to sign up, and when you make your first deposit, you're going to use the promo code Locked On. That's all one word, the name of our show, our network. Again, use that promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit to receive a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Keeping it going here, A 127-121 victory, another victory for the Phoenix Suns. We'll get to the positive starting with Devin Booker, but first a reminder to check out Locked On Today, the newest show on our network, national perspective every single morning, a look around at all of the biggest sports stories, storylines, scores, injury news, and best of all, the debate of the day, the cue of the day to close your Morning out, 20 minutes or less. Peter Bukowski, our wonderful host, gets you through the day in the sports world. Check out that show wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. We got to get in more into this Devin Booker um, performance. I mean, show, entertainment, spectacle. I, I don't know of many more words to describe it. This is a man who is rounding into form a... Bum knee, a re-aggravated sore knee in this game, does not seem to be able to hold him back, and he is just at the top of his game right now. He's he's shooting basically 50% from the field. He had a little bit of a, of a high turnover total tonight, but obviously got the job done in the second half when he was needed. He is... Everything you could ask for. He's getting to the line more, which was a a problem earlier on. He's taking more threes, making more threes. He's actually shooting better from deep than he did last season as well. And I just feel like this is the best stretch of basketball we've maybe ever seen him play when you consider the overall winning that it is resulting in. We have seen him score 70 points. We have seen him score 60 points. We have seen Jimmer Fredette steal huge nights from his grasp but we have never seen Devin Booker do this in a high-stakes situation like the stretch run of a postseason chase and improve. He's not doing the same stuff, and it just so happens to be leading to wins. He is getting better not only over the course of the season from where he was in December, but from last season, from the year before, as he enters his prime. It's Uh, A night to just sit back and appreciate that because this guy is playing like a madman. He is playing, again, the best basketball I think we have ever seen him play, and that that continued tonight. Uh, Hopefully the rest helped him uh, not playing the All-Star game and 
getting to relax at home and, and get off the knee and everything. Not not good again to see the the bump that he had with Derek Jones, I believe, at around half court in that fourth quarter. He grabbed it, lingered on the floor for a bit, got some attention from the training staff and moved on. Um, he said it's good. He said this, this hit actually didn't hurt as bad as the first one, even considering it was already sore. So that's good news. Um, but again, Chris Paul <laughs> revealed to us that uh, he did not expect it. So who knows? Who really knows um, where where this injury goes? Maybe we do see Devin Booker take a game off. You know, maybe a weaker opponent than Portland, maybe the second night of a back-to-back or something, first night of a back-to-back, just to get uh, that rest and not overexert. We will obviously keep that monitored on our show every day, but that's just where we are with Booker. He is playing through this injury, not missing a beat, and uh, impressing every night. To move on to a couple more positives, I feel like we just have to do the bench as a whole, and then we'll get to a couple more that are obviously going to be positive, but they fit into our usual closing segment, so I won't do them here. But just the bench, I mean, we'll talk about charge next, but Crowder, Nader, and Payne, just to highlight all of them, the the whole bench, no player who played a substantial role in this one. Etwan Moore got his five minutes, but everyone else, all four of the rest, all shot better than 50% from the field. They all had at least one assist, and they all were positive in the box score. It, it, it can't be underestimated, I think, at this point. It's unusual, in my opinion, to have a playoff, a bonafide playoff team, a bonafide, you know, deep playoff contender have a bench be a real strength that they can lean on. But we're seeing that with this team because it's happened all year. And at at a certain point, you have to take it seriously. But it's also the versatility of lineups and the versatility of styles that this bench allows the Suns to make the most of. You know, tonight with Cam Johnson out, who's obviously another part of this thing that, that didn't even play tonight, but without him, you know, Frank Kaminsky back in the starting lineup. So his 11 minutes, it's more to me that is about having Crowder as a backup utility weapon there where he would normally be the starting four, but you don't really want Kaminsky to be this, the backup four because you know Sharich is going to be your backup five and you're going to run the second unit through him. So it's more of you know, rather than Crowder being the starting four and Cam being his backup and the similarities there, it's like, okay, well, we know Frank's going to have to play, so we might as well have him with a better fit with Aiton than he is with Sharich and, and let that play out. And then you have Crowder to kind of fill in wherever it's needed based on injury uh, or based on fouls or uh, opponent lineups, that type of thing. We see, you know, Portland, for example, their backup center effectively is Robert Covington. We saw the Suns go pretty small at, at different moments. So that was that was where we were coming at it from. But what the result is, is that that versatility and the stylistic versatility that that makes this unit special. Crowder to start with, but Sharich, who's just such a unique monster for opponents. And we saw in that third quarter, um, the Suns just went to, it might have even been the fourth quarter, the Suns just went to Sharich against Covington over and over and over because he can't do anything about it. And that's not even a knock on Covington. Obviously, it's not an ideal situation for Portland right now. They have their starting and backup center, basically, in Nurkic and Zach Collins, both out with extended absences, you know. So 
they're they're making do with Covington doing his his Houston impression again and playing some center after all. But Sharich is able to attack that. Sharich is able to get the two man game going with campaign. He he's so versatile. You have Nader who's a revelation at, at this point in the season to add another wing who can play both ends. He was the backup plan on Mikhail or on uh, Damian Lillard when Mikhail Bridges couldn't be out there to defend him and that's a huge thing to get the trust of your coaching staff in a big game to guard one of the most valuable scorers in the league and so Nader doing that making his shots being aggressive playing good team defense all that stuff and then obviously campaign who you all know I think the world of is rounding into form himself six assists 13 points made all three of his triples like that is a player that um, you want to maximize and so where I'm going with this is, like I said, this is a bench that can and will turn the tide of playoff games, even if that's a unique way to handle your rotation in the postseason. I think if Nader and Payne can prove themselves here, we won't see Kaminsky, but I think we could see the Suns have a nine-man rotation with um, Johnson, Sharich, Nader, and Payne all coming off the bench and all playing substantial roles in the postseason. I think that's where we are, and you're already seeing... Sharich gets some of Aiton's minutes and all the rest, so do not underestimate this guy. It's not some cute thing. It's not, oh, you know, campaign kept it up from the bubble. How interesting. What a story. No, these are good, good players who wield a legitimate advantage against almost every team in the NBA, and we saw it again tonight. So um, I, I'm buying it. I think it'll be a major factor for how good this Suns team can be come May, and uh, I just don't know how many more times we have to see it before everybody gets on board with that. So we'll close out, talk a little Bridges, talk a little Sharich, and then get out of here. But first, another quick word from our friends at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. You've heard about it before. We've been telling you about them for quite a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, low-high-protein, sorry, and high-fiber. Of course, it's high-protein. They're a protein bar, and they taste amazing with 100% chocolate surrounding beautiful, delicious flavors like my beloved peanut butter brownie or the coconut crunch that I've been dreaming about. The tastes like an almond joy is really all you need to know, but that's just my opinion. Now is the time to find out which Bilt Bar is the best of all. It is Bilt Bar Madness. Today's matchup, again, guys, peanut butter brownie is still going strong, and I need you to just send it to the mat- send it to the finals. I don't care what else is going on. You listen to me. You like this show, you're a Suns fan, then you need to go vote for Peanut Butter Brownie. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Built underscore Bar on Twitter and make your vote. Make your voice heard. Participate in the Protein Bar democracy. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Again, that is LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And don't forget to check back to see who won today's matchup and how far Peanut Butter Brownie can get. Every vote counts. All right, guys, we are back here talking Dario Saric and Mikhail Bridges, our favorite folks to close these recap shows with. At least that's me. I guess I won't speak for any of you, um, but I can feel the Dario Saric revolution overtaking Suns fans on Twitter, at least, and uh, I, I know that I'm not the only. We have a disciple on Arizona sports now. Dave Burns can't stop talking about Dario, 
it is all happening. We are <laughs> we are going to start there. But first, uh, a quick shout out. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network will be live on Selection Sunday, March 14th, reacting to who's in and who's out of the NCAA tournament men's side. Big Ten Ben Stevens and Josh Neighbors host Selection Sunday live with local experts from around the Locked On College network of podcasts. Follow at Locked On Live on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook today and watch our live Selection Sunday special this Sunday, March 14th. Okay, so just to clarify for everybody, the name of this Dario Sharich segment is Dario Sharich's Sixth Man of the Year Watch. With all due respect to Jordan Clarkson, who I picked preseason and feel really good about, I thought this, the stuff he was doing last year was legit. Utah's a great team. He's a big part of their offensive success. But man, is Dario Saric uh, coming from behind to make a late run. It's like the final turn of the race here. Uh, not so much. Maybe the, the second to last turn. And Dario Saric is just bodying the other guys out of the way. He is uh, climbing to the front of the pack with this stretch. And it's so unusual to see a big man do this type of thing off the bench. Especially in 2021. Like, you think... First of all, there's not a lot of big men like Dario who are playmakers from the center or forward spot, you know, 4-5, really a center combo guy in the NBA. And the ones that there are are starters, and their backups are like difficult kind of halfway comps to what they do, right? Like think Nikola Jokic's backup, Mason Plumley for a lot of years. It's like, okay, kind of. Like he does some of what of what um, Jokic can do. And then you have like the Sabonis and Miles Turner thing in Indiana, or, you know, Cat has never really had any sort of backup that's worth much at all and definitely doesn't play like him. And Bede has Dwight Howard, who's really just this traditional defensive anchor. But it's such, it, it's such an interesting thing to watch that it's the inverse here in Phoenix, and you have Sharich racking up the types of numbers that genuinely could put him in play. And and it's it's not even about the six-man thing. Like, I think he missed so much time that it'll be very difficult for him to surge to the point where he actually could win. He also rarely gets the most minutes of a Suns player off the bench, especially when Kaminsky's in the starting lineup because that throws everything out of whack. But besides all of that, just what he does is humongous. And I think what he was doing to the small ball Portland backup unit is the perfect example of that, right? He, if it, if everyone was healthy and Zach Collins was out there, or even if Yusuf Nurkic was out there, Sharge could make an impact. You know, he could stretch the floor a little, have a pick and pop going, operate from the elbow, have the driving game. He has so many weapons that he still could have gotten it done, right? And we know that, and he's done it against uh, plenty of players. Miles Turner, to, to give an example that I just shouted out in the in the in the last point. So that's all there. But what he did against Covington is what displays his value because first of all, smart enough to identify the advantage, and second of all, uh, has the chemistry with his teammates, the trust of the coaching staff, and the versatility to get it done. Just putting his shoulder into Robert Covington over and over and over, and 
really winning that stretch of the game for the Suns when Devin Booker was off the floor in a huge, huge moment. And so he's plus 15 tonight, and I think that tells you all that you need to know. A lot of it was earned in that fourth quarter stretch. And a lot of it was earned because he was able to identify he had the advantage over a smaller center and go at it. And that's so big, and he's so confident now in a way that he was not early in his career and certainly was not in Minnesota. And so it's it's really obviously working out well is, is putting it lightly, but he's winning the Suns stretches of games right now and closing games over DeAndre Ayton and, and just playing out of his mind. And so to have that guy as like your kind of number two, number three score is such a unique thing and such a valuable thing. Secondly here, Bridges Breakout Watch, another great night from Mikhail Bridges. And I haven't even talked about it yet. I wanted to wait till the end as I always do. We got to add Damian Lillard to the list of guys, the Mikhail Jail list, I suppose, for any Suns Twitter geeks out there that get that reference. Um, but in all honesty, that list is shorter than we like to joke, and it's it's probably Luca at least, and then Lillard, as far as top top level players that Bridges can can really can really truly say he has locked down. I mean, Lillard in the last game was even even quieter than this. You know, he was getting to his three a little better tonight, and that was part of why he got his 30 points. He made five of 12 threes, and, and it's just hard to prevent with how deep his range is. Hard to prevent him from doing that. But Bridges did all that he could, and, and on two-point shots... Dame was only 5 of 11, and and that's where you want him to be. I mean, obviously, even worse would be nice, but five turnovers on top of that, you know, if he can not make many twos, not get to the free throw line, which means you're not fouling him, and turn the ball over a bit, that's a recipe for success. That's the kind of thing that we talk about when we say, oh, you know, make a player work. You're not going to stop him, but you can make him work. We say that about star players, and Bridges shows what that looks like. So he's done it to Luka enough times that I'm willing to say it, and he's done it now twice in a couple weeks here against Damian Lillard. We'll have to see how Portland looks when they're fully healthy. I think the Suns have them one more time, but the defense was 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 awesome. 40 minutes, 39 minutes tonight for Bridges, and he had his shot going as well. You know, 18 points, had a lot of fast break finishes, was, you know, aggressive in the off-ball aggressive way that Bridges is so uniquely capable of, and that has continued now for a while. He, I'd like to see a couple games where it's all of it. You know, that's the greedy uh, viewer in me, I guess, the greedy fan in me of just wanting to see players at their best, no matter if it's a Suns player or not. But, you know, a game where he makes a few threes, plays the type of defense, and puts the ball on the ground a bit would be really fun for at least a couple nights this year just to feel like he's uh, progressing still, you know. I believe in him as a guy who can continue to get better. He's only in year three, and yes, he's older, but I don't think he's a finished product. And this this one, this game, had the defense and it had the ball-on-the-ground offense. It didn't have the shooting, um, and it didn't have, like, the highlight reel team defense plays. So you get a little bit of everything if you watch Bridges for enough games in a row. Uh, and this one certainly was impressive. I'm just greedy. I'm just greedy. I want all of it at once. I want the 34-point night from earlier in the season and stopping, quieting somebody like Damian Lillard. But 
obviously. I am somewhat joking here. Bridges was a big reason for this win. Best plus minus in the starting lineup with a plus seven. Think about that. He played 40 minutes and was a plus seven. Some of these other guys were minus. So those minutes where it was like just him or when he wasn't on the floor, the Suns were in trouble because they only won this game by six. So uh, that that illustrates his value quite nicely as well. All right. has it, It's been a great week, guys, hasn't it, for thinking about this Suns team, watching now this Suns team. I hope you've enjoyed our shows. John Bloom, John Voida, Brandon, of course, on Monday. And that's who will be joining us next on Monday again. It's already been a week Uh, We'll have more Suns basketball to talk about, the Pacers game on Saturday, and probably some more college stuff to get to. Brandon's big on that, always very smart, and we'll have more of an idea who is on our radar in terms of Suns prospects, so probably going to get to that as well. Thanks for listening this week. Hope you are ready for the second half and also ready to enjoy your weekend, and I will see you on Monday.